0: This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts.
1: Hey, Gen Z Changemakers. This is Generation Carbon, the podcast where kids like you help grownups like us save the planet. Gen C changemakers, we'd love you to get involved. If you'd like to submit your super scientific findings in a future episode, we need Gen C science-minded story reporters on the climate case. Have your grown-ups visit carbonalmanac.org kids to sign up.
2: Yes, I did it. Holly Hummingbird is back What a journey I flown all the way from Mexico Now I'm looking forward to spending the summer here Hmm? This must be the correct place no doubt Huh? But 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 this place looks very different Not at all like last year. I am a bird and an expert navigator. Impossible that I am wrong. So,
3: so, something must be wrong with this place. Hi, Holly Hummingbird. Good to see you again. I was looking forward to meeting you after your winter stay in Mexico. How was it? Nice and warm? You look exhausted. You must be tired after your long migration. Good to see you again,
2: too. Holly Hummingbird approaching final destination. Journey from Mexico completed in three days with refilling stops, two naps. Total flight time was 44 hours, as expected, given good flight conditions, light headwind at times. Yes, I'm tired and hungry indeed. I was so looking forward to sipping some of the delicious nectar of the crab apple tree that is supposed to stand exactly over there. But it seems the tree has migrated too. And what is this? big thing that has moved in
3: and has eaten everything. Oh, oh, that thing? It's an excavator. They've cut down the trees here to build a parking lot for the new store over there. A what? A parking lot. You know, an asphalt surface where people can park their cars. A parking lot? But there already
2: plenty of parks for cars around here I prefer the parks for trees and flowers who can live in a park for cars or eat there I am starving
3: (laughs) oh Holly let me get you some sugar water you must be thirsty as well in this heat Spencer Spencer Sparrow, look who's back. Holly Hummingbird has arrived from Mexico. I'm getting her some sugar water. I'll be right back.
0: Hola, Holly, you're back. Right on time and at the right place. You can really count on us birds. But you look sad. What's the matter?
2: A Spencer Sparrow. Yes, I am sad. <laughs> when I left last year, there were plenty of trees over there where this big yellow thing is now digging holes in the dirt. I was looking forward to eating the nectar from my favorite apple tree. Build a home for my family and its branches. It used to be a great place to raise kids. But, but now the trees are all gone. The ground is, is dry and, and dusty. <coughs> What's a little bird to do?
0: Yes, Holly, I'm sad too. I too used to like that park with its trees. So peaceful and quiet with plenty of seeds from trees and yummy bugs to eat. I've moved over here now, closer to any school. The school is an excellent place to find breadcrumbs and other delicious bits of food that the children drop from their snacks. Well, let's stick around. Maybe we can find something there for you as well.
2: Thank you, Spencer.
3: But now I'm really thirsty for some nectar. Look here, Holly. I made you some sugar water. It's all fresh and clear and tastes almost as good as nectar. Ah, this was refreshing.
2: Thank you, Edie. I can slowly feel my strength return now. Mmm,
3: this was really delicious. How did you learn to cook so well? Thanks, Holly. I'm glad you liked it. We have been learning a lot about birds at school. Our teacher, Mr. Glick, is an expert on birds. He has taught our class about the type of environment that birds need to be able to nest and find food. He has also started a project where we help make the community garden a safe place for birds.
0: That sounds amazing. Maybe Mr. Glee can share with our listeners what they can do to help birds in their schools or at home.
1: Today's science sparks are from Milani in Alexandria, Virginia, and Ellie and Leo, both from Luton, Pennsylvania. Hi, this is Ellie. I was wondering if you
4: could tell me if warmer weather birds that... Generally, live in places that have warmer climates, and they migrate to colder climates. If those places with colder climates are warming up, how would that affect those birds? Thank you. Hi, my name's Leo. I'm from Milton, Pennsylvania. I'm wondering, water can carry trash in in to stuff like rocks. It can block water and there'll be a little bit of water to get through. I'm wondering, how does that affect birds in the water? Thank you. How do birds find their way every year? Hi,
5: I'm DJ Glick, and I grew up with a father who loved wild birds. Some of my most early and vivid memories are of traipsing behind him through the woods or sloshing through the cypress swamp and searching these wonderful creatures. He gifted me with his passion for wild birds and has stuck with me my entire life. Now, I get to share some of what I have learned with you. I get to answer your questions about wild birds. Birds find their way home every year by using some of the same things that you might use by trying to find your way home. They use streets. (laughs) They use buildings and towers that people have made. They use trees. They use rivers and lakes and ponds as they see as they fly over and they recognize them. They use the position of the sun when they're flying in the day, of course, at night. You know, where a lot of birds migrate, they don't have the sun. So they use the Earth's magnetic field. Isn't that amazing? They can see it. Well, at least we think they can. We're not real sure. See, we don't know everything about how birds do this. But that one ability, that amazing ability to sense and use... The Earth's magnetic field is still very much a mystery to us. Maybe someday you could puzzle out how they do it. Thanks a lot. Thanks for the Alane. Hi, Ellie. One of the reasons that we know that the Earth is warming for sure is because of these tropical birds that you're asking about. These birds move from warmer climates to cooler climates, and we've noticed that they're having to leave earlier. They're actually having to change their migration pattern because of the warming of the earth. They do this because the seasons have changed enough to cause the plants to bloom earlier. And our tropical birds need to be around these plants when they bloom because of all the insects that they attract. And they eat these insects. So they need to be there when that happens. Amazing how these birds have been able to adapt to that. I just hope that they're going to be able to continue to do so. Thanks for this question. Hi, Leo. You're right. Trash in the water can really be a problem. Birds can sometimes mistake bits of colorful plastic for food. And that causes many birds harm. Some birds even have taken to using plastic for making nests with. Sounds pretty harmless, right? Could be colorful. I've seen it myself. But plastics don't act like natural materials. And they can get in the way of babies being able to leave the nest. Or even being able to pick up some food that parents have brought in. So yeah, you're right. Plastic's a problem.
1: And now for a submission from our super scientific story reporters, Emma and Eric from Stockholm, Sweden. Hi, my name is Emma.
4: And I'm Eric, and we're from Stockholm, Sweden. Now that people are buying electric cars, we need more electricity than ever. One way to get clean electricity is from wind power. Unfortunately, wind turbines can hurt and even kill birds, especially migrating birds and large birds such as eagles. But there is a great way to protect birds from being hurt by wind turbines, and that's radar. Yes, the same radars used for weather forecasts. Those radar images are so detailed, you can actually see birds on them. How does seeing birds on a radar help birds? First, before building a wind park, you can check the radar images and choose an area where there aren't usually many birds. And second, when it is migration season for birds, Wind park operators can check the radar images, and when large flocks of birds are approaching, they can stop the wind turbines until the birds have passed. This is very cool. So we can charge our cars and run our video games on clean electricity without harming birds. And here's a small joke. One wind turbine turned to the other and said, what kind of music do you like? The other wind Turbine responded, saying, I'm a huge metal
3: fan.
2: Wow, Edie! This community garden is amazing! A safe shelter and beautiful flowers with delicious nectar! My new favorite place!
0: Yep! mine too. Oh, All the bugs I'll be able to find here.
3: Thanks, Holly and Spencer. I like it too. And now that more people have learned how to make their gardens bird-friendly, I'm sure there'll be even more trees in this neighborhood next year. Today's action plan is... Make your garden bird-friendly. Plant some flowers that attract birds. Offer perches and some water. You can even fill a feeder with sugar water for friends like Holly Hummingbird.
5: Creating a hummingbird-friendly environment is as simple as offering a little water, a few flowers, some perches, and a feeder filled with sugar water. If you've got the time and the space, there's even more you can do. Make sure to find native blooming plants to put in hanging baskets along with vines and flowering trees. Get in touch with your area's native plant resources by contacting your state's agricultural extension service. Finding and leaving some dead sticks on bushes and trees make great places for homers to perch. Encourage your friends and neighbors to do this also. You could maybe even get your school to help out by making a hummingbird friendly garden. And remember, even one plant helps loads. Hummingbirds return year after year to the same feeding grounds that they were born in, and they will also stop at the same feeders on their journeys to get there. If temperatures are getting warmer, this could create a situation where flowers are past their bloom when the hummers arrive. So here is where you can come in and save the day. Hang your feeders two weeks before the Hummers' normal estimated arrival time in your area. And also remember, that our little friends migrate twice in one year, flying north in the spring and south in the fall. Contact your local or state Audubon Society at www.audubon.org to find out these times and meet other hummingbird lovers.
3: like in 2050. Hello, my name is Hannah and I'm from, and I live in Boulder, Colorado. I am five and a half. Pick up trash around the world and not use a yard of paper towels because they're from trees. Let's not leave trash around so animals don't get sick.
1: Thanks this week to Alani, Ellie and Leo for their science sparks and to Emma and Eric for their super scientific story reporting. Thank you to Hannah who let us know what she thinks life in 2050 might look like. Also thanks to BJ Glick for teaching us about birds migration and how climate is affecting our feathered friends. If you'd like some more activities, experiments and to learn more ways that you can help the planet, Download our free ebook at thecarbonalmanac.org/slash kids. And for more conversations about carbon and how you can help, head over to thecarbonalmanac.org. There are other podcasts in the network for grown-ups and lots of fun resources for Gen C change makers like you. It's a scary topic, but we've got you covered because together we can make change happen. Be sure to subscribe and we'll see you next time. Until then, let's change the world, change makers.